Welcome to Fit to Be Real and a little extra. Today we are talking the working mom. Who works it, mom? <laughs> yes. <laughs> she is a longtime friend and now owner of multiple restaurants and a farm. I want to talk about the farm. And she has been in the theater world, so she's definitely got a, a mindset similar to us. And she's a mom. She's a boy mom. She is a boy. We had a girl dad. Now we have a boy mom. Yes, which yes. is really cool. And this is gonna be this is gonna be really eye opening. I cannot wait. I'm Victoria. Hey guys, I'm Carly, and we are here with Christina Pieri. Woo! What's up, Christina? Hi guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? What was that? Hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Carly. Wait, third time's a charm. Hey. <laughs> Amazing. Hello. So, Christina, I was trying to think earlier, how long have we known you? I've known your mom longer than I've known you. That's, that's true. true. That's true. Yeah. She, Christina always says, I had to meet you guys in New York and we're all from Delco. Like, yeah, I had so to go to New York to meet you. I had to go to New York to meet your mom. Yeah. And she, that's right, is like 20 minutes from my house. <laughs> um, but like 15 or 16 years. Yeah, because you were you went to school in New York City and then you were auditioning for shows and yeah. got hired. Mm-hmm. At, so did Carmella. Carly. That's how Carly met mom, too. <laughs> I, I did the same thing. I had to go to New York to audition for my own mother for her to hire me. But Christina did the same thing. And yeah. mom hired her and brought her to Shawnee as a working actor and then was like, "Ooh, you're a dancer. You want to yeah. come teach for me? Mm-hmm. And then Christina started teaching dance. And you never stopped. No. Right? You've been at Carmel's Dance Studio since then. Since then. It's really hard to leave. <laughs> well, we make it very hard. Carmela doesn't like anybody to leave. I signed a blood contract. Yep. Uh, yeah. yeah, my mom was having a baby when the show closed at Shawnee, and your mom was like, well, this is great, because I was going to move back home and help my mom a little yeah. bit and make sure my sister knew who I was. <laughs> yeah, exactly, because you were in college. Yeah. yeah. So after Shawnee... That summer, I moved home, and then I taught at the studio, and then I did Shawnee's Christmas show. So oh, that's right. The Christmas show, and then would teach, and then the rest I, is history. I've been there ever since. So you grew up with all sisters, and now you have all boys. Yeah, it's very different. You know what's really fun? Christina has a son named Dean and Julian, and I texted her and was like, if it's a boy, can I name my son <laughs> Dean? Oh, my gosh. And I did, and I had a boy, and I named him Dean. You said yes? Yeah. Yeah. Not to switch gears. But you completely switched tracks from the theater world into Pierre Hospitality. So the the joke is always like, oh, you're an actor. What restaurant do you work at? (laughs) That's That's true. That's the thing. Yep. Because we talked about that. When you're a working actor, you work in a restaurant. Yeah. So I was teaching dance and auditioning and then needed to, like, make money. So I started working at Stone Rose in 2010. Never left. Never left. Christina got is a, a husband. loyal. <laughs> got a husband. <laughs> Family. Um, so I just started to work at the restaurant to make money. And then I started managing. Still always taught dance. And then just kind of. Then you fell in love with Brian. Transitioned. Brian yeah. Pieri. Of Pieri everything in Conchahawken. Yeah. <laughs> if you live in Conchahawken or in the surrounding area, 
and have not been to one of these restaurants, go. What are you waiting for? We've got some favorite menu items that I'm sure we will talk about. Mm-hmm. But uh, give us a name of all your restaurants and everything that name you guys them provide. Um, so Stone Rose was the first, then Bar Luca, Bar Sarah, um, and then we bought the farm, uh, Pierre Farm and Vineyard in 2019. Um, and I just want to say they're Brian's restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's like, Christina, the make Brian, sure you say. No. <laughs> he, the, the restaurant thing was, is his like dream. He is a restaurant tour. Um, but you work there. Yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like we, I mean, he does 98% of everything restaurants and farm. Um, and then I do all of the event coordinating, catering, with another manager, we work together. And then um, the farm has an Airbnb. So I run the Airbnb. And then we have a CSA program at the farm. So I help run the CSA program also. Carly has done the CSA program I've done and the, the Airbnb. CSA, yep. CSA, Airbnb. I frequent their restaurants and done their catering. Who's a good friend? That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Having said all that, you do a lot. You're a mom. Yeah. You're a dance teacher. You work at the restaurants. You manage the restaurants. You guys have a lot going on. Mm-hmm. So we're talking today about working moms, how to work it mom, mm-hmm. work with a... Let's, can you guess who made the name? Can you guess? <laughs> and how difficult it is to do it all. It is very difficult to do it all. With guilt, without guilt, how do you handle it? It's... There's a lot going on in your daily day-to-day. Yes, there is. <laughs> <laughs> There's no better way to answer that question. Just Yes, yeah, there it, is. <laughs> How um, do you manage it? We, well, first of all, Brian and I, I think we make a good team when it comes to who does what. Yeah. We're, like, very defined in roles. Um, like, he's very hands-on as a dad, and thankfully where we are now with the restaurants and the farm, he has more of a flexible schedule so he can, like, go in later come home earlier, so he's around a lot, oh. um, which is super helpful. But we have a good team yeah. that allows him the flexibility so he doesn't have to be there all the time. So that's number one. Uh, number two, I have, Brian always calls it my staff. <laughs> <laughs> I have babysitter, <laughs> uh, school. It's Christina Pieri staff. <laughs> yeah. um, so the kids, well, now the kids are in school a lot more, but I do have a babysitter that comes. We just kind of like, manage like our priorities like he he just really focuses restaurants yeah, farm, yeah, yeah and then I focus kids and then some of it overlaps but like I have like defined days where I'm working but as you know as business owners like it kind of always just like yeah yeah trickles it's never like at five o'clock we're done like right it's never always kind of around in the beginning it was hard when he would be like oh I have to like go up like there's an issue and I'd be like why do we have to like leave and like go in and like <laughs> Now I'm like, go, go, yeah, go, like, yeah, yeah, go fix I, it. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Like, it, I, but I think it makes more sense because I saw it firsthand working at the restaurants. Right. So I think having help is huge. I mean, we would never be able to do it without help. Family, my mom, my sisters, they help a lot. Yeah. Carm likes to say it takes a village. It does. It really does. And I think being able to like ask for help because I know I can't do it all by myself. So. I'm always like, who's coming Monday? Who's coming Tuesday? Who's coming Wednesday? <laughs> so you, you have know? no problem asking for help. Victoria's no, giving me the death stare. No. Because I, I don't like to ask for help. But I what I can learn from that, I need to learn to ask for help. 
So we had kids around the same time. Mm-hmm. And we love to work out. Mm-hmm. Some might say we're a little obsessed. A little bit. Some might say. <laughs> but we had talked about this before. And while we were going through it, there is no such thing as a snapback for me. No. Was there a snapback for you? I'm saying no. snapback with air quotes because you read and you see these things on Instagram where people are like, I'm back in my jeans mm-hmm. three weeks after my the God. baby. I thought a snapback was a hat. No. <laughs> it is very think, confusing for me. I actually think that it, it is, though, that too. It's a snapback. Yeah. No, a snapback so is, is like, a snapback is when you are expected to snap back. From baby, oh, having a baby. Bouncing back. B- bouncing back. Got but it. they call it a snapback. Yeah, the cool it. kids call it a snapback. The youngers. <laughs> the yeah. youngers. Um, I did not snap back. Same. It took me like eight years. Yeah. And I know we've talked about this by ourselves, but I want you to say, what was your experience and how did you feel after having a baby and not snapping back? Yeah. So I think that. Well, with Dean, I didn't work out at all. I was actually like, this is my free ticket. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Live it up. Peace. Yeah. And I had him. And, you know, when you're like pregnant and then the baby comes out and everything else comes out. (laughs) Victoria's so happy right now. (laughs) You look in the mirror and you're like, oh, my God, I'm so thin. Because you were just so (laughs) not. Right. right. But you're still very not. But like you just feel feel that way better because you can like, you know, get pants up without like having to sit down (laughs) and catch your breath. So like it's, it's very different. But then, like, as the months start to go, like, you just kind of plateau, at least for me, I did, because you're trying to, at least with your first kid, figure out, like, uh, feeding. Like, everyone was like, oh, if you breastfeed, like, all the way, it will just melt right off. Like, Lies. That was not the case for me. Me either. Maybe that happens for some people. Did not, because th- in order to sustain your milk supply, you have to keep your Eating. calories up. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm also don't have time to, like, work out for an hour because, like, the baby's Even crying. newborn. Yeah. Right. So... That I didn't really know like what to do. And I think I just kind of sat there being like, well, I'm just going to like lose weight. Like yeah. it will just happen because when you're younger, at least for me, I would just like, I don't know, skip dinner. And then the next morning I'd be like two pounds lighter. I'm like, this is amazing. Like it doesn't work like that. No. So then I started cardio. So I was, I got a Peloton. I spun constantly. I was always spinning and I lost weight, but I was still like kind of eating whatever I wanted. So like I was in smaller clothes, but I still didn't feel like great. Right. Then I got pregnant with Julian and I still was spinning, like not like every single day, but I, I was more active with Julian's pregnancy. During your pregnancy, with yeah. Dean. And then after I had Julian, I started strength training and I was like, wow. Yeah. Like, it made like such a huge difference in my body composition that I was like, oh, man, I wish I would have known this before, before because I would have done this earlier. Well, I think this is a testament to the sign of the times because I think you two are the common every man in this, and you know, every man, every woman in this situation. You are also of the generation of doing this in the times of social media. Yeah. And that's not what's portrayed. And I'm not in the mom circuit of those specific accounts and videos and stuff like that so that's not what pops up for my feed but Mm -hmm. I would assume that you have a little bit more of those types of accounts that you follow due to the commonality what's crazy is that it is portrayed as how easy look my whole house is put together and my kid is matching my outfit and everybody's happy and all of the snacks are perfectly organic and everything is homemade and I'm not having a mental breakdown right (laughs) I blame the Kardashians because surgery surgery <laughs> yeah. it, that, yeah. it, they just didn't get 
to be where they are yeah. naturally. It's just not. And the I'm case. all for like if you want to have surgery, go right ahead. But like you have, not that you have to, but you should. Like if you're a public figure, you should be upfront because there's so many eyes on you, especially like young girls who just look at these bodies and go like, wow, like I could just have a baby and, and literally be, uh, be right yeah, back yeah, into my yeah. jeans and like without. They don't see all, all the, the steps, steps in between. And genetics have a huge part in that. Like, yeah. there are some people who who just have an easier time losing baby weight. And a lot of that is genetics. And a lot of people have a harder time. And I um and I, money and money. And money. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I got really intense about the money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I used to read. I remember after Melody, uh, these articles that. The celebrities would say, oh, I just run after my kids and the weight just came off. Yeah. I just chased oh. after my kids. I'm like, that's not happening yeah. for me. Like, I, I also was working out 21 hours mm-hmm. a week and it was not coming off. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's all you are doing is yeah. running around your kids. That cannot be true. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. They had nutritionists. They had daily trainers. They have all the stuff. And what I was seeing on Instagram was like total lie. Oh, yeah. You know, of what you're supposed to look like after you have a baby. And now I feel like it's getting better. Well, I think for me, I am getting better with who I follow. Like, I unfollow the people I know are like, it's the lighting, it's the posing, Mm -hmm. it's this. Like, I follow the accounts that are like, this is me posed, this is me not. Yeah. Oh, like, it's the same body. I just, those accounts are so much more helpful to me. But, like, they also have very real bodies. Right. They're accountable to the fact that your bodies change after pregnancy. And it's not going to be, especially if you have multiple children, you both have two and three so it's not the same as when you were 20 years old and could eat whatever you want and drop two pounds by the you know it's not the same thing but there are and there's skin like exactly your stomach can't stretch all the way out and then go back and just be like unless you have surgery right there's gonna be extra skin yeah and so i love all the like the accounts where the moms are like look at me i'm super fit and then she like bends over she's like and it's like her (laughs) skin i'm like thank you christina i just did that post this morning did you see No, I posted no. it on CFIT. I did a picture like in good lighting. And then I did a picture of me grabbing the three children yeah. worth of skin in my stomach because the people that are posting just the good picture, as soon as they let out a breath yeah. and stop sucking it in, yeah, there's more right. skin there. You want to be humbled? Look down in, in a plank. <laughs> oh my <laughs> Look God. Look down at your stomach in a plank. <laughs> you can tighten your core as much as you possibly can, but it's she's tank. still there, you know, like you can't. You can't work that away. And that's fine. That's part yeah. of your body. So having said all that, how do you think that affected you afterwards? Like looking at social media. Oh, it was so hard. Like yeah. Brian would even say like, get off of it. Like stop looking at it. No it's way. You. And he's always like, you know, women are so different from men in this aspect. He's like, I like men don't like look at like other men's bodies. They're like, <laughs> wow, I really wish I looked like that. You know, <laughs> like that's not like the typical. Right. But for girls, it's just it's so much harder to not compare. Yeah, it just hits you over the head. And I'm not like the, I don't really look at like people's kitchens and go like, oh God, I really wish I had that tile. Like that's not my like comparison Mm -hmm. struggle. Yeah. It's like the the bounce back or like the snapback. What I hate is the like, what I eat in a day. I, I, when I tell you, I cannot stand the what I eat in a day. Am I allowed to curse on here? Yeah, Sure. sure. Bullshit posts. <laughs> I love that that's the curse that you picked. That was very uh, tame. I have more, but Dean's in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> My Dean is in the other room. Wait, go ahead. Tell us more about why you hate that. I hate when people are like, what I eat in a day. And it's like, if you eat this exact meal plan that I had today on Tuesday, you will look just like me. Like oh that God. is so, 
The only thing what I eat in a day is good for is if you're like, oh, I never know I could put that granola in my yogurt. Yeah. That's yeah. a great recipe. Or, oh, I'd love to try that salmon with whatever quinoa. Like, yeah. cool. You will not look like that person if you eat the same exact food that they ate in that day yeah. or the next day yeah. or the day after that. And that is everywhere. It's so it's like get like looking at like hair pictures and be like, oh, I really like I'll always take it to like my style. Like Jessica Beale. I'm like, I love her hair. And then like she does my hair. My hair looks good. But like, I still don't look like Jessica Beale. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I, I need like her nose and her mouth and her eyes, too. Can you do that? Like, it's just, it's not the same thing. And yeah. I, I just wish people would be more upfront with that or just stop posting it. Right. I know. Yeah. It's very difficult to watch because you think, and, and everything everybody thinks is it's instant. And it's not instant. No. Like, it has taken you years. Yes. It's taken me years. And I still, like, I'm, I don't know if I'll ever get to a point where I'm like, done. I'm completely happy with exactly where I want to be right yeah. now That's in human. my body. And, yeah. like. I, I feel like it's always like a constant work in progress and, you know, to not become completely obsessed is challenging. Yeah, wait, hold on. Hold that thought. I have been told that I'm obsessed with working out by people. Mm. And I know that you feel the same way, especially with our watches. Yeah. So, like, how do you feel about... Are you obsessed with working out? If you forget to turn your watch on while you work out, do you think the workout counts? <laughs> Is this a trick question? <laughs> oh, no. So yesterday during yoga, my watch died. I started it and then it died. My immediate thought was, fuck, yeah. I'm not going to know my metrics. Right. And then my also the next very immediate thought was, you idiot. Like, yeah. Who cares? Who you cares? still did the class. Yeah. So I'm getting better at being like, it's fine. Yeah. Like there's some days that like. I need to give my wrist a break, too, because my skin, (laughs) I shouldn't be wearing a watch 24-7. It's true. You know, and become so fixated on it. I do like to see my heart rate. I do like to see, you know, when I work out, I use that as a metric when I run, when I spin, where I want to get my heart rate to and back down. But the calorie count is hard and it's also not accurate. So like, I know all of these things, but I have to constantly remind myself that it's fine. Where does that come from for both of you? Like, where does that obsession and the need to know the count and to factor in the amount of effort that I just put in is this number? Yay me. Like, where does that come from? I I feel a little bit I'm in competition with myself. I like to see, well, I got this number last time in the same class. Can I beat it a little bit? That's a head game with myself. I'm not in competition with you. No, same. Because we're very different. And what I burn is not going to be the same as what you burn, which is not going to be the same with with what Victoria burns. It's just myself. Mm -hmm. But a little bit I can go overboard with the needing to know. No. (laughs) No. I'm just a little bit extra with everything. Where does this conditioning and obligation and obsession stem from? You can pay me a therapy charge later, but just so, answer the question. Uh, I'm Christine, doubling down this week. Christina, you go first. Um, I think oh. like being in the dance world definitely has done that. But before like smartwatches were a thing, I had no clue how many calories exactly. I was burning because I didn't know. Or yeah. even before I had one, like I just didn't know. Um, you just knew <clears throat> off of how you felt. Exactly. That was a really good workout because I feel it. Exactly. You know? Oh, the millennium. I know. You know, now it's like, go like, oh, you want to go for a walk? Sure. Hold on. I have to start, start my watch. Yeah. It's like, why? Well, you know, stop being like that. Yeah. Um, but I think being in the da- dance world really like kind of expedited this because I didn't grow up 
that way. Yeah. We um, just were active growing up. Yeah. No one was ever like in my life like, well, you really should. I went to modeling school in eighth grade, which I think was good and bad. When I went to the doctor, it, I was like five foot, I think. And I, I was going to say hundred pounds. Um, and I remember him saying, you're perfect because you take five and you multiply it by the inches. So if I was five one, I would be 105 five pounds. pounds. Okay. At modeling school, you multiply it by three. So if I'm five four to the doctor's standards, I should be 120 pounds. In modeling school, I should be 112 pounds. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And they tell you this. That's horrible. So this was like eighth grade. Um, Yikes. Modeling didn't work out clearly. (laughs) (laughs) But I think like to digest that information and then always kind of have those numbers in your head, it's like, okay, that's like my marker. It's like I should be like five times my inches. Like what however So it's stuck with you a little bit. And that's that's something that's difficult to get away from, even though you know that that's not right. right. Yeah. It's still in the back of your mind. I think mine came after the kids. And I was like, I I just didn't feel good. Yeah. So that is where my whole journey started. And I have recently, since this podcast, been self-reflecting because I can get obsessive with my watch. I can get obsessive with working out. I know that. And I've been starting to think, well, like, what was I like before? Yeah. Like before all this. And I kept like I keep replaying it back in my mind. Like I was happy. Right. I didn't know how heavy I was. I just didn't realize until I look at pictures now. I know. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I knew I was heavy. I knew I had gained weight. I knew I had gained baby weight. But I didn't realize how big until I lost the weight. It's not until now that I was like, but I wasn't miserable. No. I wasn't unhappy. No. Well, I, I think I good sometimes. You don't always have to put a, a label on like overweight equals unhappy or right. like not your ideal body goal is unhappy. Like I think you, there's like a, a happy balance between right. the two. Like there's extremes. Like you right. could go super. Like, and I'm trying to come more to the middle. Like I'll never forget. I, I was like a couple of years ago. I mean, still I'm learning all right. of this. Mm-hmm. I'm 35 and I'm I'm not. I'm still learning. Like wow, I had um, Chick Fil A, which I normally don't eat like on a regular basis. I had a milkshake and chicken nuggets. Oh my god, it was so good. <laughs> the next day was my birthday, and I got on the scale because I, in my mind, this is going to sound so horrible. Say it. I wanted to be a certain weight on my birthday. On your birthday. Yeah. People do that all the okay. time. Yeah. I got on the scale and I was two pounds, I'm using air quotes, less lighter. And I thought, oh my God, Chick-fil-A's cured me. I'm going <laughs> to eat Chick-fil-A every day and just continue to lose weight. Not factoring in the time of day I got on the scale, my water retention, right. the time of month that I got on the scale, yeah. what I ate the day, like the morning of before I got like. But it's like such a mind game. I know. But then I'm like, oh my God, Christina, you can have Chick-fil-A and then not be like 10 pounds heavier the next day. Like, it's fine. You can work out for 30 minutes. You don't have to do 60 minutes and be fine. You can take two days off and get back into it and be fine. And I have to just keep telling myself, like, it will be fine. Right. I was telling you, like, coming out of 2020 was hard because we could do nothing. So I really got into exercise because the kids would nap and I was just home. home. So I would every day for an hour, I was in the basement. And once we came out of the pandemic and schedules started to happen again and back to routines and life, and it was like, oh, wait, I got to drive Dean where? Oh, well, what time is that? 
oh, well, when am I going to have time to work out? Right. Oh, here's this. Oh, I have to go do that. When am I going to have time to work out? So then I would like do my day. And then at like nine o'clock at night, I was like in the basement for an hour. And I'm like, this is stupid. Right. Yeah. Why am I doing this? So it was hard to like transition back to like normal life mm-hmm. when in 2020, like that was all I knew. Right. That's it. all we did. Yeah. And then to like have to have like normal life routine, but then also keep my exercise routine was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. But I'm I'm starting to find like a happy medium between it and and like have fun with it. Right. It's I think the having fun is the hardest part, which we try like our motto at CFIT is like you should have fun while you're working out. It shouldn't be so much of a chore. Yeah. Which, you know, at times when you're obsessed, it is a chore right. because it's like if I don't get this in, my day is ruined. I know. And I, I have those days. I have them less and less. Yeah. And I I am the person on on vacation that works out. But you do like that. But like, for instance, like, you know, we were just away. There was a morning where I was sitting with Brian, like outside, like having coffee in the morning, like before the kids were up. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, this is a great time for me to go work out. But then I'm also like, I don't want to miss this time with him because I'm not going to have this when we get back. Right. I'll have exercise later today, another time when I get back. But like, I need to not substitute those small moments of joy Being for present. I need to exercise right now. Yeah. Yeah. There's a relationship balance between food and there's a relationship balance between exercise. And I do think the world of social media and instant gratification and fake versus real is the biggest catalyst to yeah. all of this. And I think you're right. COVID definitely was not, it's not normal what we had during COVID, what we didn't have during COVID and the time you could allot to things that you didn't have before and you don't have now. So right. it's it's definitely different. How do you balance all of that in a restaurant life? Like if I were you, I would have Nutella donuts every single solitary day, <laughs> which is a wonderful, happy thing, but I know I wouldn't be happy in the long run. But like, how do you, is that even an issue for you? Was well, that? you know, they're always accessible. So like, I know like it's always there. So when I want it, I can just go down and get it. You know, it's not like this is your only chance to have Nutella. That's donuts, true. Which, in which that is case, what I do. I would just eat a thousand and then be like, all right, I'm good for a year. Yeah. Just I guess just don't over overdo it. We don't overdo it. And it's like in moderation. Like we don't eat out every night. We don't eat there every night. Do you eat your restaurant food every night? No, you don't. But you also are in the works of growing a winery. I mean, yeah. you're growing a winery that, that we're so all cool. going to go to. I know it's so cool. Yeah, I know. So you drink. Mm-hmm. I drink. It's really just about moderation. And, you know, Brian and I have gotten to a place now where we really try and like enjoy it. Like we're not drinking just to drink. We're drinking like we're going to open like a good bottle of wine. Right, right. Or like we're not eating just to eat. Like we're going to like have like the best pizza or like yeah. the best like pasta dish or whatever it is. Right. Um, and really, like, enjoy it and, and, like, quality over quantity, I think, is, like, a huge, huge. in any aspect of life, relationships, whatever. But, um, yeah, with food and drink, I think that's important. Too. Well, to plug in the Pierre hospitality, <laughs> if you want all of that fine dining and way of life that Christina's talking about, check out any of these restaurants in Conchahokan and you will you will be back for more, for sure. And you will definitely feel and taste the difference between, yep. Chick-fil-A food, (laughs) which is also great. And the good stuff, right? (laughs) Well, having said all that and our obsession with working out, you are in the middle of getting trained to be a Pilates teacher. Mm -hmm. So how's that going? 
It's great. It's actually because I love dance so much and I love fitness so much. I feel like it's such a like awesome combination of the two because it's it's a lot of core. It's a lot of lengthening. It's a lot of stretching. Um, and I think it's one of those things that over time, like as we age, it will be so good to continue with because it like for joints and like everything. Like yeah. it, It's just so good for you as you age. Um, Who's aging here? I I will no, be. I know. Well, I'm the oldest one in this room. Shut your yeah, face. Yeah, you are actually. <laughs> shut your both your faces. I don't know, that cactus might be older than you, but <laughs> I'm not just saying this because Brian's probably going to listen to this. But he is amazing because <laughs> he ha- like it's like basically every Sunday for four hours I'm gone. Right. And when I wanted to get this certification, I had said to him like, "This is a huge commitment," and he's always like, "Go do it. Go do it. We'll figure it out." Like we have. 17 balls in the air right now but he's like we'll figure it out same thing with dance like i love dance right. i love to teach dance i don't ever want to stop teaching dance dance does not pay my bills <laughs> hate to bring it, it does everybody out there but brian knows that it's important to me so we make it a priority that i can go do it like if the kids are sick and my sitter can't come like he comes home from work early so that i can go right. teach dance so well that's a great partnership you yeah. just you have a wonderful partnership yeah. where you're able to do it all. It's, it's, but I think it's also important to keep doing the things that you love, or else the other things take over, right? And then you need our podcast to help you get out of that, yeah, exactly. that rut, you know. <laughs> so in order to keep doing what you're doing, you have to find those little things to make you happy. I know, which I would assume benefits you in all aspects as a mom, as a oh sure, woman, as a dancer, as a you know manager and in charge of other people and all that stuff. Like, yeah. you know, being able to do Pilates that makes you kind of like feed your spirit mm-hmm. and dance. It, uh, it kind of feeds everything else. Yeah. Let's play Christina on the spot. spot, spot, spot. Hey. We have uh, titled this. <laughs> oh God, I'm nervous. Nutella do or <laughs> Nutella do not. <laughs> do you get it? Do I not. Love it. I do donut. get it. I get it. Yeah. All you have to do is answer the question and say, Nutella do or Nutella do not. (laughs) (laughs) Going to a restaurant with kids or without kids? We like to bring our kids everywhere. everywhere. Just like control them and make sure they're good. (laughs) Coming in with a large party of 10 with no reservation. Do Monday through Thursday. (laughs) Do not Friday, Saturday. Do not. Sending back food if you are not 100% happy with it. Do. Do? Yeah. I don't want anybody to ever be unhappy with what they get. Now, sometimes I can't ever make them happy and we try. Right. But I think you always send it back. If you don't like it, send it back. You should never have to pay for something that you don't like. You don't have to be mean about it. Yeah. Like, don't throw it at the server. (laughs) But like, you should never pay for something that you don't like. Okay, showing up to a restaurant in workout clothes or do not do not go at all. Yeah, why not? Like make it cute. Yeah, like just maybe sit at the bar. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, people come in after they exercise all the time, like for happy hour and stuff. I think it's great because I don't know, you'd kind of it's fun to work out with your friends and then to like continue the party basically, like, you know, yeah, after grab a bite, Nutella do. <laughs> hey. <laughs> All right, this is one for the signs of the times. Okay. So maybe not in your restaurant, but when you are ordering, say, at the Starbucks, Uh and there is a tipping option, Uh even though you're not at a Mm sit-down, Nutella do tip, Nutella do not tip. 
Nutella do. Nutella do? Yeah. I tip everybody. You know, in service jobs, in hospitality jobs, you know, Starbucks is a little different because they get like health benefits, but they're still there. Carly or Victoria? Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Just Nutella do not for both. I do not. Do not. <laughs> Christina, you won. Yay. Thank you. So ending this on a high note, what advice do you have for moms that are trying to get in that workout or not get in the workout because there's just so much going on and not feeling guilty about it? What advice do you have for them? Find the time that works best for you and your family. So if everybody's working out at 6 a.m., but that doesn't work for you, you don't have to do a 6 a.m. workout. Um, I would also say find the exercise that works best for you. Everyone is always like, what is the best exercise for weight loss? What is it? The best exercise is the one that you enjoy the most that you will be most consistent with. And it could be everything. I mean, I am all over the place. (laughs) I like spinning and lifting weights and yoga and boxing and running and dance. I like all of it. And so I do all of it. But I'll wake up in the morning and say, you know what? Today I'm going to do X, whatever it is. So the best exercise is whatever makes you the happiest doing it. To quote my man, Denzel Washington. Hello. Without commitment, you'll never start. And without consistency, you'll never finish. And I think that that Wait, is say it so again. true. Say it again. Say it without again. commitment, you'll never start. Without consistency, you'll never finish it. You must apply discipline. But more importantly is consistency. Because if you are not consistent, it will just not stick. Yeah. And you have to have a little bit of discipline. Um, I know. And, and you have to commit to it. Like yeah. some people work out for like five days and be like, well... Nothing happened. Yeah. Like, I'm still the same. And I, you, it, and it's hard. And you guys know this, too. Like, it'll be fun for, like, a couple days. And then, like, the next week, you're like, eh, I'm kind of getting tired of this. Yeah. And then, like, by week three, you're like, ah, oh, I'm not seeing any changes. Like, I'm done. This is, like, a waste right. of time. You have to, like, just push through that Plateau rut. almost, yeah. yeah. And that's why I feel like mixing up your exercise will help you, like, will help keep it fun. Um, Mental and muscle confusion. Yeah. And keep it consistent. And then you'll start to see change. And I would venture to say, to tag on what you said in the beginning, follow the appropriate accounts that just feel real and Mm -hmm. not fake. And comparison is the devil. 100%. And say that again to me because (laughs) as much as I know it, it's so hard not to do it. That's the hardest part. I mean, we all know the right things to do. Well, that's general. We we mostly know the right things to do. It's putting it into action that's the hardest part, and especially for yourself. I can yeah. tell you what to do and what you should be doing, but I'm not going to do absolutely. it for myself. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's that's hard. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that's right. Unfollow the people that are lying to you, basically yeah. on Instagram. They're yeah. lying. Right. It's not social media is not true. Mm-mm. It just isn't. And I wish I knew that after having a baby because. I really thought. Yeah, and it puts you in such a bad mental place, too. You just feel awful, and nobody should feel awful about themselves. Yeah. So work it, mom. Work it, mom. That's right. I like how you said it. That was good. (laughs) That was good. Working moms, work it. And I just want to add to that. Stay-at-home moms are the hardest working moms, and you are working moms as well. That's right. Yes. For your real tip today, it's called 
fake news, which is a very good description of what your newsfeed in your Instagram or social media accounts might look like right now. So the tip is to filter through fake accounts that just don't feel real and then unfollow those accounts so that you are now the curator of your newsfeed of seeing what you want to see and not comparing yourself to the accounts that are not real life. And now for your real extra tip of the week. It's called give me a break. Now what that means is to give yourself a break from social media this week. It is wild on social media. There's craziness, there's fake news, all of it. Give yourself a break from it. Put your phone down. Look at somebody next to you. Have a conversation. Watch TV. Zone out. Do nothing. Read a book. Whatever you want without using your phone. You will be amazed at what the world has to offer out of the screen. Well, thank you, Christina. Number one, it was very nice to talk to someone other than Carly. (laughs) But it really was, I think it's really important to shed a light on the genuine nature of of what it's like to be out there working, being a mom, being a woman, getting caught up in the craze and trying to get yourself back out of it into a sustainable way to keep your mindset and your body and your happiness. So thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being real with us. Anytime. And Carly, thank you for being extra. (laughs) Any (laughs) time. (laughs) All the time. Remember, you are always fit to be real and always allowed to be a little extra. For legal reasons, we have to tell you that this podcast is meant for entertainment and educational purposes only. We are not healthcare professionals. For all of your health, wellness, fitness, and self-care needs, please refer to the medical professional in your life, your primary care physician, your therapist, a certified coach, whoever it may be. And then let us know what they say, because I guarantee we need to know it too. Okay? (laughs) Okay, bye.